to Affect Autism, where Affect is the number one tool we use in supporting child development through playful interactions. Get 15% off any DIR 101 course and introduction to DIR and DIR floor time through ICDL.com by using the promo code AFFECTA15. That's A-F-F-E-C-T-A-1-5. Hello, I'm Daria Brown, and we're back with part two of a podcast with Rosemary White. She is an occupational therapist from the offices of Rosemary White OT and Associates just outside of Seattle. And we were talking last week about the summer camps, the DIR floor time summer camps that she's been doing for over 20 years. And we have a very special treat this week, which is um, a parent who will be joining us whose child has attended the summer camps for a number of years. One of the things I think that's really exciting about the training of floor time players is that many of them go on to become OTs, PTs, special education uh, teachers. Um, but also one of the nice things about um, this program is that um, one of my floor time players is a young man who I treated, he has a diagnosis of ASD, ASD and Asperger's, and I treated him from when he was probably five, five or six to 12 um 12 or 13 and then I followed it with up with him over the years and he uh, I went to his high school graduation and he was looking for a job and I thought hmm maybe so I asked him whether he would like to work for me and I, I had him come just to work a morning camp the first year and that was five years ago six years ago now, and he has been a floor time player for me, not only in summer camps, but also in, um, uh, in during our Friday social groups that we do. And one of the things I think that's very powerful about it is that in 2019, this young man, Lucas, and I did a presentation for a perfectum course, which was um, really a, a program of play and following the child's passions so we looked at the video clips that I had taken during our treatment sessions and he picked the ones that reflected what he was thinking at that time and that age and how he would look at it now and he then he wrote all up his responses and she and I presented it and then I shared videotapes of him over the years as a floor time player and I think again this is really I know Monica at her school has a lot of past students now working as support personnel in the school and I think it's really an important factor to us for us and I've got a number of parents who have contacted me and saying you know my son really loved the summer camps he really benefited from therapy I really feel like now he's ready to be a player for you and so that's what's really exciting about this model and the work that we all do is that you see that this is a long-term approach but it's a holistic approach that really supports overall development and supporting the uniqueness of each child and just for listeners you referred to monica osgood who's run it whose school she referred to celebrate the children in new jersey mm -hmm. is that right yep. yeah yes and, and monica so has summer camps and they have summer camps too mm-hmm and did you, um, is there a place on the Perfectum website where people can see that presentation that you're referring to? It should be the Perfectum California, in International Conference in California in 2019. The Power of Play, this one is, it's March 8th, 
Oh yeah. So here in the website, I went to conferences, past conferences and found the power of play. And here you can get all the webcasts, $95 for six month access. And your presentation would be one of the ones in here. There's actually two presentations. The one that I did with Lucas, who was my floor time player. Um, and then the other one I did was actually with Josh Fader. And we looked at um, the one individual child at the beginning of camp and then some video clips of him through the course of camp as well. And looking at the, 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 the process progress he made in terms of his continuous flow of interaction with his peers um, and um, and looking at how we supported him over the course of uh, the camp. Fabulous. So is there anything you want to mention before we bring on Teresa Rosemary? Yes, that I think that Teresa's been and her son Eden have been such a, um, a positive contribution to our camps and um, as I mentioned earlier that I you know, I did do a presentation on Eden at the Perfectum conference in 2019 which you put a link to and I think that will help you sort of go back and look at that as you listen to Teresa and you know, again I think that as a parent as many of the parents when they feel this is a positive experience for their children that is so rewarding and exciting for the floor time players to to hear that appreciation from the parents as well too so it's a two-way street in many ways i love it and we're gonna hear um a lot of information about not just uh we heard a lot about the summer camp last week but more about the child experience and the parent experience and the ripple effect that it has going forward for the family so with that, we will bring on Teresa. So I'd like to welcome Teresa, who is a parent whose son has attended Rosemary's summer camps for a number of years. And she's been so happy with it. And her son has had such a good experience that she wanted to tell her experience about it. And so welcome, Teresa. Thank you for having me. Um, Eden has been attending Rosemary's camp since 2015, I believe it is 14 or 15. Yeah, it was our first experience with DIR floor time. Uh, we were referred by our OT at a, another facility who said that DIR would be a perfect fit for us because we, we felt compelled by the relationship of, of ours with Eden and it has been a fantastic fit. Uh, summer camp. How, how old was he when he first started at the summer camp? He was four. So when we started and now he's 10. So this will be our sixth year with Rosemary and it has been a game changer for our family. Um, when we first started, a lot of Eden's focus was downward and there wasn't a lot of upward gaze. He wasn't looking at the rest of the world. He was more focused on his world. And one of the amazing, valuable pieces that we learned is how do we become just as interesting as his world? And how do we show him that he can trust us to be in his world and to broaden it? And for us, like summer camp was just like 
that jumping off point that really sparked the, this is the, this is it, this is the fit. This is where we belong. Um, camp every day, he would be so excited getting ready to go. And that is very contrary to all of our other experiences with other providers or other situations, uh, school being one that comes to mind. And there's never a time where he didn't want to go like that he he was always just so excited to be there and more more often it was he didn't want to leave he didn't want to leave his treasures that he would engage with at camp and they would build these beautiful interactions with other campers that would just it would spark more it would spark more interest in him to to be involved instead of Instead of um, orbiting the group, it slowly started to, to spiral into being engaged with the group and, and getting his chance at leading in an idea or an activity. One of the favorites is when he would stick his face underwater to watch the bubbles and the splashing of another camper. And it was, it's such a valuable and priceless interaction because it's it's not forced there's no rote way of doing this this is how it would happen naturally and that is one of the major points that I really appreciate about Rosemary's camp is it's, it's all natural there's no schedule there's no regiment on how this happens and each day is so very different and always fun it sounds like and even when it's difficult they are all working together to get through that uh, to process it to to work towards a uh, co-regulation that's a tool that we don't have access to necessarily in other environments and I can't uh, I can't say enough about how valuable that is for him for us because we know him so well and in our family home it's all very much so cultivated to be a safe loving nurturing environment you can't get that everywhere you have we have to manage and be able to maintain outside of our home and rosemary's is that safe place that i know and i trust he's accepted he's loved he can advocate for himself and be heard. I'm, I just, I'm over the moon that we have this opportunity. And especially after this last, what, 18 months, it's even more so a blessing that we, we have summer camp this year. And just for the audience, can you describe a little bit about your son's profile? Is, is he verbal? Is he non-speaking? How does he communicate? So my son, Eden, is non-speaking, but he uses a lot of technology, gesturing, um, intonations. Uh, his, his own affect is spot on he will let you know exactly what he's not liking liking um 
what he's thinking about. He'll give us cues through, through his iPad. He uses his device to play music or songs that relate to how he's feeling. Um, one example that I can think of is I was talking to his dad about something at, uh, like a rash that he had on his face. And so Eden pulls up a song from Tangled, the Disney movie, and it's Mother's, Mother Knows Best. And it's just, it's so on the nose. He's got, he's got such a sense of humor. Um, he's incredibly active. He is, uh, he used to elope. We've, we've been able to um, manage that. And now uh, it is no longer an issue. Um, for, for those listening, that means, uh, for those listening, that means that he runs away. Yes. Uh, the impulse control um, was, the fuse was very short and now we've been able to lengthen it and lengthen it. And he, and he trusts us with his communication that we hear what he's saying and we'll, we're able to engage and share, like, I see that such is going on. Here's what we're going to do. And, and navigating that together. Um, and again, that's such a valuable skill to learn from Rosemary. I can't, Thank you enough for that coaching. Um, Eden is incredibly creative with his communication. I am constantly blown away by it and and what he can do. Um, did I it miss? See, it seems like I was Rosemary just is very eager to pipe in. I was just going to say that you know over the period of COVID we've seen this huge development I think in terms of Eden's ability to communicate where he's using he'll have two iPads going and he will um, set them up to be able to really share with you what his ideas so we went through Puss in Boots with uh, Tony Antonio whatever his name is and uh, <laughs> Lady Gaga but it, there's all this meaning in terms of the symbolism of these these shows and now I, in our training for um, this summer camp, I showed in terms of competency, he, two weeks ago, he has one iPad on the facing up and the other iPad on top. And he, he organizes it so he can take a photograph of the, the specific scene he wants on this iPad. And there's a story in it too, or else dad was telling me that he would take um two iPads with the scene going where one character would be looking at, you know, another character, but you can only see it from one person's view and he would organize it. So both characters are looking at each other. So I think we have to take this time to really see how he's seeing the world. And it's, it's incredible how much he's telling us through this non-conventional way, but it really shows you that he's a 10 year old and his interests are really spot on with other 10 year olds. It's amazing. And he's also, you know, we say he's non-speaking, but he really is speaking through this, these devices, but also it's already really improved his ability to articulate, truly articulate what he's thinking too. So I've learned a lot from him in the last 18 months. He has, he slows down the speed at which the movies or shows play and to practice his words. And, and he also listens in Russian, Arabic, Spanish. 
and Portuguese. We, looked, <laughs> yes, we looked at Portuguese yesterday too. So, I mean, I think there's just this whole avenue. If we take the time, you can really learn so much from every child. Very much so. It's a different, yeah, it's just a different way of communicating and it's up to us to catch up to their speed. And I'm, it's exciting. It's very mm-hmm. exciting to watch as he, the round table scene that Rosemary was describing when we first noticed it, we were, wow, just wow. It, because he's directing us. He's, he's setting up the scene and he's waiting for us to catch up to it. It's, he's laying it all out. It's like a treasure map and we just, we got to follow it. The other thing I think that you should mention too is that um, from looking at all these movies that he was pulling up before, now he's moved on to um, the Lego movies, but he's also moved on to um, computer game, not computer game, what do you call them? Um, video games. Video games. And what, we'll talk about the impulse control, the, the way that he's. So when Eden was younger, when he had any issues with the iPads, they would be broken. And we had about over a dozen easy of broken tablets in our storage. And when we started discovering that he was interested in video games during this pandemic, it was a little worrisome because replacing tablets adds up. But during this time, he has been able to teach himself to regulate when he's frustrated with these games, when he's on those hard levels, as well as ask for help without getting like just hitting the roof from the start. Like when he gets to these parts that are difficult, oh no, he's giving us exactly what we model back to him is like, oh man, that's, these levels are so tough. Okay, we got to try again. Here we go. Here we go. Deep breath. And it's, it's just amazing to watch the maturity of going from immediate, this, is, this isn't working, I can't handle it, to showing us, I'm really frustrated right now, I need help, and working through it with us, and staying engaged, too, during that time, because there would be points where it's just, it's too much, I, I have to take a break, but can you please help me with this? And being able to have that give and take and still working together instead of just mom and dad need to do it. It's absolutely phenomenal. It, it has been such a pleasure to watch this maturity happen in the moment because when we think back again, a couple years ago, that iPad would have been broken. It, it would have been in pieces because the frustration is just so strong and now watching him kind of tame that feeling and work with it and continue to persevere he's showing a the tenacity to work through the hard stuff but now i have to put a link to this ted talk i I don't remember what it's called so i'll find it and put the link in the blog post later about the guy who describes mario kart and life and how um in Mario Kart, you get to just keep trying again and trying again and trying again. And, and I don't remember any more details about it, but it, that's that's um, my connection that I'm making with a video to what we're talking about that I'll put in the blog post. Right. Yeah, and this, it really, it. I'm going to put a link to the podcasts that I did a few weeks back with Jolene Fernald because 
she's a speech and language pathologist and talked a lot about, well, she talked about selective mutism and her daughter and she then did the Q&A about AAC devices and she mentioned a lot of this stuff in more in, in theory and from her experience, but to hear you describe this, Teresa, really uh, gives credence to everything that she said in those podcasts, which is really in, enlightening and interesting for me. So I'll put a link to those podcasts in the blog post as well. So thank you. Of course. <laughs> it's interesting to watch the maturity happen because there is no conversation around it beyond our different communication. And because my experience growing up was very much so different than his, it's, it's brand new for all of us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it really makes me think about how we hear so much from self-advocates about um, communication being different. So we don't have to tell autistics how to communicate. They communicate fine. We're the ones that have communication problems because we don't know how to communicate with them. And it's such a lovely part of the DIR model that I, for individual differences, that really respects each person and it's client-centered. And although um, our, our child, our, we have this model of how different things develop, it looks different for each child. And you just gave such a beautiful example of how you are learning about your child's way of communicating and how you said you guys had to catch up to him because he it, it's not that he doesn't know how to communicate it's that he's communicating fine it's just that we didn't understand how he communicated until you learned it so i just i loved that beautiful example and i'm sure rosemary probably has something to say about that too in terms of all we've been learning from self-advocates in the last few years Again, I just think we have to really spend the time to discover how Eden and all the other children, I, I, communication is there. We just have to be able to really be attuned to thinking about it and, and picking up on all of the subtleties. And Eden's been a great teacher. <laughs> I actually went down to their house a couple of uh, weeks ago and um came to visit him and he covered him he's sitting on the couch he covered himself up in the blanket and then he just put his hand out for me and then he put his foot out for me and it was like that was the best greeting I could have ever had and then he was really engaged with us in terms of um, using his iPad to show what characters he wanted us to make in a mold with a molding material that they were using and then I wanted to take a picture of them and every time it, it, Teresa would finish and he'd smush it down again too so he'd give her another one too but again it's been wonderful to be part of Eden's life experience too because again all the children that I work with and the families that I work with teach me so much that it deepens the work that we do I think too yeah yeah, it's wonderful. Thank you so much, Teresa, for sharing your story and experience. Thank you for having me. It's great. Wow, that was wonderful, Rosemary. Um, I'm glad that we had a chance to speak with Teresa. And uh, now I'm very eager to see your presentation about her and her son and this, her son at your camp. Um, I just want to thank you again for all the information about the summer camps. More importantly, thank you for all of the 
the work that you do to put these summer camps on for the last 20 years and all the families that have benefited from it. Um, it's wonderful to hear about. And I'm, I'm sure there'll be lots of people eager to get their kids at this experience next year and perhaps other floor time practitioners listening who might want to start similar camps. You know who to get your training from now. And uh, we, we showed the link. I will share it one more time here. And on the Perfectum website, again, here is what we showed last week, training floor time players to support children in interactions with peers, a model for camps, recess, and social groups. And of course, as Rosemary said, you can always contact her. So um, who knows, maybe we'll spark a, a camp revolution. And uh, thank you again for sharing all of this with us. Thank you, Daria. It's been wonderful to be here with you. Until next time, here's to affecting autism through playful interactions. This episode of Affect Autism was brought to you by affectautism.com. This is an independent endeavor on my part without any sponsorship. Please consider supporting the podcast and the website for as little as $5 US a month to receive extra bonuses, including floor time videos access, your questions answered on upcoming podcasts, my weekly insights video with my takeaways from each podcast, and more. You can become a member or a star member of Affect Autism at patreon.com slash affectautism.